Hey fans, welcome to today's episode of Calling All Fans. So look, 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 you're not ready, you better get ready. And get your game face on. about to start what is going on what is going on Mm-mm. what is going on what is going on what's up fans what is going on look as you can tell normally me and my co-host singing songs together but alas my co-host could not be here today so it's just me, and we out here doing the thing. We gonna, you know, we gonna miss Cody today. I'm not gonna try to make up his spot. It's not what I'm gonna try to do today. Hey, I cannot make up for the fact that Cody is not here, my co-host. Um, Cody's son, Toby, just turned one. And so they were doing some traveling for his birthday. So the grandpamps, I'm gonna call them the grandpamps, that uh get to see and celebrate and all of his friends can get to, to celebrate and um get together and celebrate with Toby. Toby got a little car, got a little Jeep. That was dope. And um it's like remote control. Um and I think that Jeep is more for the dad than it is for for the kid, right? Because I was looking at that Jeep and I was a little jealous of Cody, not Toby. I was like, man, that Jeep is kind of dumb. And he gets, he has a little remote control, and Toby just sits in there, straps him in the seatbelt, and he can control where go. I like, I would drive my kid around in that. That that would be fun for me. That that would that would be fun. So, anyway, I like to, it's like a gigantic remote control car with a real person in it. I think that would be so so. I think it's so cool. Anyway. Uh, so they they got to celebrate. So that's what they're doing, um, celebrating. Uh, we got to be there with them on Saturday, and it was fun. Um, then I got to go this weekend to hang out with my family. It was a good it was a good good weekend. But I'm tired, and I say that every week. But I'm so excited to get to talk to y'all tonight. Um, and so I, we had to do some digging for this week's episode. We had to do some digging because not a whole lot happened in sports this week now this is sunday night and i'm gonna post it right after i finish um and i know the masters just finished and i know somebody just won um but we'll have to talk about that on next week's episode because i'm not for sure who it is not for sure how like how the masters actually went and things like that i am not that deep into golf and uh you know, it's calling all fans. So my golf fans out there, I'm sorry. I apologize. And we will be better. We're going to get into golf. Um, reason why we haven't talked about baseball yet um, is because 
we've been trying to wait on getting our two our two friends andy and cj on the podcast at the same time we just waited to the most um the the worst month to try and do it um cj is about to get ready to, him and his uh wife is about to move and uh andy and his wife and their family just had a baby so a lot of stuff is happening and um <laughs> and so we waited to the wrong time but we want to talk because they they know more about baseball than we do um but again we're learning we're growing um somebody the other day was uh i was listening to them they were like mike trout greatness um i think it was on first take or something mike trout greatness is it gonna be affected because he never is in the playoffs. I think that he's been to the playoffs once in his entire career. And people was like, mm, no, he's going to be great no matter what. And so I was wondering to myself, I was like, hmm, so in baseball, is it different for other sports? Like, is it different than other sports? Like basketball, like, yeah, you can be great in a regular season or even football. You can be great in a regular season, but if you don't do it in the postseason, then your greatness is kind of skewed right? It's kind of like diminished. It's like, yeah, he was great, but he wasn't the great. He wasn't, he, he was in the great category. He was, he was, he was better than good in the great category, but he wasn't in the greatest category. And so I think maybe it's a little different from baseball, um, especially because you have to rely on so many different moving parts. Um, that's the same thing with football. So I'm just, I'm just curious, baseball fans, if you know, uh, let me know. We're we're getting into it. Uh, Cody's Cody played baseball, so he's more of a baseball expert than I am. Um, but I'm getting into it. I'm learning some stuff. Uh, Mike Trout. Um, so yeah, I wonder. I wonder because I because he's he's always thought about as one of the best players out there. But they the Angels never 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 get in to the playoffs, and that's the price you pay for you know wanting to get paid. You know, like he could have went to the Yankees, he could have went to the Dodgers or the Mets or the, I think the Mets were good not too long ago. He could have went to, um, or, or currently good, you know, he could have went to any any team out there, um, the Astros or, you know, he could have even chased. Um, I also don't think he's in that part of his career. I think he's as old as I am. I think he's like 27, uh, 20, between 20 and 30, 27 and 30. He's in between 27 and 30. And so I don't think he's that old. I think Bryce Harper is a little older. Those are the two guys I know because I feel like they came in roughly around the same time. Uh, could be wrong. I think Bryce Harper is a little older, so maybe he came in right before. Um, but yeah, so we're get, we're learning, we're growing, we're getting into it. Um, thinking to myself, I'm like, uh, I was I was watching, I was watching. Okay, this is gonna sound strange, but go with me, fans. Go with me on this. I was watching the NCAA bowling championship today. And it was the Nebraska Cornhuskers, I think, uh, versus Arkansas State or something like that. And, um, yo, it was so exciting. I was like, yo, yo, strike. Oh, oh no, they robbed and they left one. And so I was, I was watching and I was like, bowling for me kind of falls into the category of like, of like golf and, and, and baseball. Um, it's kind of like one of those you watch and see what's going to happen for a long time. It's not, not long time, but like longer than normal. So basketball, football, uh, track and field or whatever, like those sports, there's action happening, 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 right? Um, 
even soccer to a certain extent, right? Um, and you and you just like and you just and you just you're just watching, you're just watching, and it's like stuff is happening. But like baseball, you throw the pitch, and you know they may hit it, they may not. Golf, they hit it, you know, then they hit it again. Some people clap, and in bowling, you throw it, you roll it down, you wait till they hit the pin, then you see what happens. And so I think um, it kind of like is in that slower paced sports. So my hypothesis is that I think because I participated in bowling growing up, my dad bowled. Um, I we went to the bowling alleys all the time. We love to bowl. Uh, not that not I'm not trying to pretend like I'm the greatest bowler of all times or something like that. I I just like to do it. I can get a couple strikes here and there. Uh, never have bowled even close to 200. So I'm just gonna throw that out there. I don't even know if I I think I got my high score has been like 120 before. Like that's it. <laughs> it's it's not it's not great, but I like it, and so I can watch it. But I think I like to call this participation appreciation. I never I've I've hit a baseball before, but I never played as a team in a game. I played slow pitch softball and in a murals. That's not the same, I guess. Um, and in um, golf, I've hit top golf a couple of times. But I'm like participation appreciation is is the fact that I've participated more times in bowling is what allows me to watch bowling on TV because I can't really get into baseball on TV unless it's the playoffs, you know, especially the World Series. Now I'm game for that. But like those 162 games and it's game like 85 and you know, this game actually has, you know, no serious significance in the in in the playoff standings or anything like that i'm like you know and even with basketball i love basketball 82 games is a lot i love basketball so i'm just wondering because i've never participated in those other sports like competitive wise i wonder if like participation appreciation is a thing which makes me also wonder if if participation appreciation is everything in sports right do we watch the sports that we do we watch the sports that we participated in growing up or we knew somebody that participated in it growing up like i wonder where are the fans right that just saw it on tv one day and was like yep i love this but has never played it um you know, never don't have like a super fond memory like growing up and maybe they never play baseball but they grew up going to Fenway Park or something with their dad or with their uncles or their moms or aunties or whatever. You know, like what 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 is the where is the fan that's just like, you know, I got into it at the age of 25 and I never really played it, um, but I really like watching it. I like the intricacies of the game and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm sure they're out there. I think participation appreciation is why people watch sports um, and why people are fans in these things. And so, yeah, I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering, like, if you would, if you would hold all the fans of sports in the world, how many of them would say, yes, I participated in this sport 
at some point in my life at some level, whether it be T-ball, whether it be, you know what I'm saying? Like sports is a big deal. And so, and then correlate that with the sports they actually watch on TV. So like I played basketball growing up, I played football growing up. And those are the two main sports that I watch on TV. I never ran track, but I threw shot put and disc and my mom um, ran track and my brother ran track. And so I, I grew up watching track. The Olympics was huge for us, man. It still is. I love, oh, shit, man, 2020 was hard, y'all. I was so ready for the Olympics and it didn't happen. But 2021, I am so ready for these Olympics. I want to shut down everything and just be like, yo, let's watch these Olympics. Because I think, but anyway, yeah. I think the Olympics is going to be great this year. What I'm saying is I love watching track and field because I grew up watching track meets. I grew up going to track meets. I grew up uh, just like, yeah, yelling at the TV, go, go Team USA, go, 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 go Justin Gatlin, you know, uh, go, um, oh man, what's his name? Tyson oh, Gay, go, go, go. And this boy Noah Lyles, yeah, watch out for Noah Lyles. Uh, Holman and Matthew Bowling, if he makes a team, uh, Michael Norman, these guys are legit. I think Justin Gatlin is finished. He, I think he may have like retired, but he may not have. He's still, he, I don't know. Anyway, but this boy, Noah, Noah Lyles, knows that man's name. He, if he stays healthy, I think he's going to win the 200, the 100, uh, for sure. I think he's going to win gold in the 200 and the 100 if he stays healthy and they'll probably put him in one of the relays um probably the sprint relay because he has a nice kick and so i think team usa will win gold and the individual 200 men 200 meters individual men 100 meters and then the team uh, sprint relay I think if Noah Lyle stays healthy and is in those things, I think they will win those things. Um, yeah. And so anyway, I, I, I just, fans, let us know what you think. Participation appreciation. Participation appreciation. Is that the reason why you watch, not only the watch the sport you watch, but the watch the sport that you watch, right? Growing up, did you play everything? So you watch everything? Uh, or do you think it has no correlation at all? Like, I just like sports, so I'd watch it even if I didn't play it. What do you think? Um, yeah, that's what, that's my, the, that participation appreciation. Um, also, with watching sports, with, uh, with like, just, I, I think about different things that could possibly happen. I think about different things that um, could possibly uh, just like some some wild possibilities. I don't know if they'll actually happen, but I think about these things and I wonder to myself, I'm wondering, I'm looking at Jacksonville right now and I talked to my boy, I talked to my guys, uh, Cody, Andy, and CJ, and they all told me I was crazy. Um, and so I, 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 gave, I, I think that's a fair statement too. I think I probably am a little crazy, um, but I'm thinking to myself, I'm Urban Meyer, right? And you bring it in, and then everybody's like, Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent, right? And, you know, like, oh, man, um, he's the best prospect since Andrew Luck. Let me tell you something. Andrew Luck didn't actually win a Super Bowl. Didn't even get close, I don't think. I don't think they ever made it to an AFC championship game. I had to fact check myself, but I don't think they did. 
Uh, now he dealt with a lot of injuries and he retired early. So I'm not saying that he was a scrub. Uh, I think he was a really good quarterback. They just had some times where they had to build around him and he had to learn, he had to grow. And then he went into the playoffs, had some success, but never was, never even sniffed the Super Bowl. So what I'm saying is if I'm a admirer and I'm looking, I'm thinking about job security, right? I'm like, yo, I could pick the number one Trevor Lawrence. But then if I pick Trevor Lawrence, I got to worry about winning over this locker room. I got to worry about coaching up all these other guys. And then I got to worry about quarterback development, which is going to take some time. So we're going to be really bad this year. We're going to be pretty bad next year. We may be okay. And then, you know, I got to worry about quarterback development. So what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I'm like, as, as Urban Meyer do I just forget about the quarterback development? And do I say, hey, look, Seattle, here's the thing. Trade me Russell Wilson for the number one overall pick. Trade me Russell Wilson for the number one overall pick. And as, as Urban Meyer, I, I, I now have job security because we're going to at least be 8-8 eight eight every year because Russell Wilson on your team at least wins you eight games every year. And, and, and if I got, and if I'm not worrying about quarterback I'm not worried about quarterback development from one young guy, but I have a future Hall of Famer in the two Super Bowls, 1-1, and I have that guy on my team. I'm at least winning eight games, and now I just got to get my other team. And if I'm the coach everybody says I am, I, we're going to get, get 11 games, right, because I'm going to coach on my defense. I'm on, I'm on, I got this, right, but I don't have to worry about quarterback development. So many people bring in brand-new coaches with brand-new quarterbacks, and those brand new coaches, they get fired. You know, everybody's like, oh, you know, I got five years. And this is what Cody was telling me. He was like, they got five years. And I'm like, I feel like every GM, not GM, but every owner is like, they got five years until year one, they're terrible, but everybody expects them to be terrible. But then year two is like, oh, we're still bad. We're still bad. And then year three is like, oh, we're not only bad, but we started at one and five, and now that coach is on the high seat. They lose one more game. Now you're looking at the assistant or the offensive coordinator taking over, right? And so I'm like, or I can get Russell Wilson, be nine and seven my first year, and then you know, and the Russell and and and, and ten and six, and then Russell Wilson not only is helping helping me not only cover up my flaws as a new coach as I adjust from going to college to the NFL, it's not the same. So as I adjust, he's covering up some of my flaws, but I also bring in a guy, he's on my side and he helps me win the locker room, right? So I may be crazy um, and my GM probably wouldn't, and the owner probably wouldn't let me do it. Um, but if I could talk him into it, I think if I was Urban Meyer, I would not be focused on Trevor Lawrence. I'd be focused on Russell Wilson because I could get Russell Wilson for another five years easy. And now I'm in that job and I have a winning record. And if I need to pick up another quarterback in next year's draft that can sit under Russell Wilson for the next four years, well, then let's do it, man. Like, think about this. Think about this. Everybody goes after these quarterbacks in the first round, right? And so we, we've heard all the commentators. We've heard all the people talk about, oh, it's Mac Jones. And then a few weeks later, it's like, mm, but Zach Wilson. And a few weeks later, what about Trey Lance? And a few weeks later, but what about Justin Fields? You know, like the only thing they've all agreed on is Trevor Lawrence, right? And so what I'm saying is 
with so many, with so much up and down. And I mean, they said these same things about Sam Donald. They said the same thing about Mitch Trubisky. They said the same thing about all these young quarterbacks and not a whole lot of them paying out. You know, AJ McCarron lost three games in his whole football career. What team did he start for? Oh yeah, none of them. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Hardly any of these teams. So why not get a proven guy? Well, I'm not here trying to make a name for myself as an NFL coach. I'm going to go get a proven guy. And I mean, it doesn't have to be Russell Wilson because I just looked at the draft picks and Seattle has a second, a fourth, and a seventh uh, this year. They only have three. They actually have the, the they actually only have three draft picks uh, <laughs> this year, which is the fewest among any team because they've been making some moves. Um, but I mean, like, you could go get Russell Wilson. You can go get Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not happy in Green Bay. Trade the number one pick for Aaron Rodgers, and you'll get three years out of Aaron Rodgers. And I guarantee you, you get at least 10 win seasons out of Jacksonville goes from winning three games or whatever that they did last year in the previous years before that to winning 11, 12 games, right? With just a quarterback switch. That's what I'm saying. DD goes from looking like a like an average wide receiver, which I, I think he's better than an average wide receiver. I'm just saying because he doesn't have he hasn't had the greatest quarterback to go into the one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in Aaron Rodgers, and he's slinging it, making him look like he's a you know future Hall of Famer. You know you you see what I'm saying? Like, I think it just makes Urban Meyer job that much easier. So if I'm looking, I'm like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to quarter, I'm not trying to develop a quarterback. I'm trying to I'm going to get my team to win. Y'all can have Trevor Lawrence. And, and look at Dak Prescott. See, people are like, okay, it has to be the first round. Why would you pass on Trevor Lawrence? I'm looking for the next, you know, 15 to 20 years. And I'm like, yeah, but look at Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott just got paid boo-hoo's money. And Dak Prescott was a fourth-round pick from Ole Miss, right? Or was it? Yeah, I think it was Ole Miss. I think it was Ole Miss. Fourth-round pick from Ole Miss. And he just got paid boo the money. He is the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. He was nowhere near the first round. So all I'm saying is, and he's going to be the quarterback for the, well, he's been the quarterback for four years. And they locked him up for, I think, four more. So that's at least eight years of great, of good, next to great quarterback play, right? I mean, not like the greatest ever, not the great, but I'm saying like great is in, he's in the top. He's, a, he's in the top 15 quarterback. Right, this is what you want. He's a starting quarterback, above average starting quarterback in this league. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I, I don't think you need to go get the greatest, the greatest quarterback prospect that could not pan out. Right. I think if I'm if I'm Urban Meyer, and maybe I'm crazy, I'm like, you can have Trevor Lawrence if that gets me Russell Wilson, if that gets me Aaron Rodgers, if that gets me. Uh, Whoever, like, I, I think those are the only guys I would trade. Like, I mean, because you know, Kansas City is not giving up Patrick Mahomes. You know, um, you know, um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is not giving up uh, Tom Brady. I mean, I, I I call up Houston. Hey, Houston, you have his number one pick if you give me Deshaun Watson. Like, I do that. I call up that. And again, like, I know they have a lot of. He has right now. He has a lot of things attached to his name. Um, right now and so we won't get into that right now but i'm just saying these are just strictly talking football these are the things that i'm like i'm thinking about because these guys are proven 
I don't have to develop you. Somebody else can develop you that's been a coach in this league for 20 years. They can have you. They can develop you. They can figure it out. Their job is secure. My job is hanging on by thread. And I got one of the worst. And I got the, I'm hired as one of, at one of the worst football teams in the league. Like, what are we doing? Like, we haven't, anyway. So tell me I'm crazy, fam. You can tell me I'm crazy. But I'd probably trade if I have, if I was, if I was like, uh, Bill Belichick and I was the coach and the GM. I trade the number one pick, and I guess Bill Belichick. Like I'm just saying, if I had that much power, not if I had the experience. If I had the experience of Bill Belichick and the tenure of Bill Belichick, I wouldn't. I'd take Trevor Lawrence, right? But I'm saying um, this is this scenario is strictly because I'm Urban Meyer, not only the first time head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, but first time head coach in the NFL. Period. And we know when college coaches try to make that transition to NFL coaches, it doesn't always go well, right? So, I mean, like, look at Cleansbury, right? I think they had a losing record last year, and this year they started out on fire, but I think they finished 88. Like, you know what I'm saying? So just those are my thoughts. I, I think I would, but what would you do? Would you, at in, under any circumstance, team, would you trade the number one overall pick? Fans, let me know. Um, so yeah, so th those are just some things that were on my mind, my hypothetical, like, is, do we watch sports because of participation appreciation? And would you, under any circumstance, trade the number one overall pick? Um, and so anyway, I, I'm thinking about that and, you know, like, and then we're thinking we're right now we football's over it made it but basketball is still going on and we looking I'm looking at the NBA as it is right now, and here's 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 the thing. I think the East is not a foregone conclusion. I think there is. This is what I think about the East. I think if the Philadelphia Sixers can stay healthy. They will compete with the Brooklyn Nets, and we will get a nice seven-game series out of it. And here's why: because Ben Simmons can guard Kevin Durant. And my and my thought process is, if Ben Simmons can guard Kevin Durant, then they will keep Kevin Durant. Like, it, okay, okay, nobody can keep Kevin Durant from scoring 25 points in this league. Can you keep Kevin Durant from scoring 35? Can you keep Kevin Durant from scoring 40? Can you keep Kevin Durant from scoring 30 on 11 of 13 shooting? Like, you know, like, are you gonna make it easy or is he gonna score 30 on seven of, of 20 shooting? And, and uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, is he, is he gonna seven of 20 shooting and gonna have to make it up at the free throw line? Like, how hard are you going to make it? And I think Ben Simmons can make it hard on Kevin Durant. And I don't think anybody on the Brooklyn Nets can guard Joel Embiid. So, so, and then you got Tobias Harris. Um, so you got Dwight Howard, uh, who's been playing really well. You got Danny Green uh, on the squad that can nice, that can be up uh, Kyrie or James Harden. So I think the Philadelphia 7th, and you got Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers um, as a veteran, veteran Hall of Fame coach. Um, so I think they can make it really, really, really interesting against the Brooklyn Nets. 
I, so I don't think that it's, I don't think it's over. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, but the only thing that's going to stop them is health and the Miami Heat. Let's be real. Jimmy Butler can do anything. Jimmy Butler can do anything. Uh, no, I think the Heat, uh, I think the Heat are, are, are trying to survive COVID and they're trying to survive. And I, and I don't think uh, last year was a, was a, was a, I don't think last year was a, was a fluke. I think they totally are really, I think they're really good. I think they did catch a lot of people. By, I think they caught some teams by surprise and they're queuing in on Duncan Robinson. But I think Duncan and uh, I think Eric Sposo is going to coach Duncan Robinson up. And I think they're going to be really good in the playoffs, but I think they are going to get stopped by one of those teams. Like they're going to either have to play Brooklyn or Philly. And I don't think they'll be able to make it past one of those teams. So I, I am disappointed in the Celtics this year, um, but we'll see. Um, they may end up being one of those teams that are like a low seed and giving a higher seed a really tough time and may bounce one of those seeds out early. Um, but I don't think the East is a foregone conclusion, depending on the health of the 76ers. I don't believe in the Milwaukee Bucks. I think Giannis is good. I think Chris Middleton is good. I think Drew Holiday is good. Um, but yeah, I just don't believe in the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I used to believe in the Pacers. They don't know. I, I would have been really interested in seeing the Hornets with LaMelo ball in the playoffs. And so next year, I hope Gordon can stay healthy. I hope LaMelo can stay healthy. And I hope they get a really good um, – uh, I hope Michael works some stuff out to get really good. Uh, compensation for Terry Rozier because I think they're going to keep Devontae Graham and trade Terry Rozier, Scary Terry. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I don't think the East, don't you, you, you know, I don't think the East is a foregone conclusion. I think the Eastern Conference Finals between the Sixers and the Nets are going to be really, really, really good. Um, and in the West, y'all, man, the West is crazy because like the Jazz are really good. And then people are sleeping on the Suns. And so what I I just like, I, I mean, the Suns, the Jazz, the Clippers, the Lakers. Um, and then where the Spurs come from? The Spurs are hanging in there. Um, the, you know, I said the Lakers already. Uh, my Mavericks are in there. And I'm just in the Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers. I'm like, who is going to come out? But if the Lakers are healthy, we know the Lakers are coming out. I think the only team that can potentially stop the Lakers are um, if Kristaps Porzingis is healthy. I do like my Mavericks chance now that we have J.J. Redick, but I think that's a low, 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 low chance. But I really do think the Denver Nuggets, the way they're playing with Michael Porter Jr., Michael Porter Jr. is a wild card for me. He's what people hope Kyle Kuzma would become. And I'm not saying that his career is over by anything. I think he's like 22, 23 or something like that. But I'm just saying Michael Porter is playing at a level this season what they hope Kyle Kuzma would be playing at. Um, and so I think the Denver Nuggets or the Utah Jazz, the Utah Jazz play really good team basketball and they shoot the three crazy good. And so it's just like can that team greatness 
overcome the greatness of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And that's, and that's what we're, that's what we're going to wonder, right? Cause who's going to bang in there with, 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 with Rudy Gobert. Who's going to bang in there with Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Andre Drummond is now. And so I think that buyout um, for, for the Lakers was really good. And I think those, I think those guys, um, the Lakers, the, I think it may be a foregone conclusion, but I think I do think we're gonna get a really good six game matchup um with the with the Jazz and the Lakers. I think the Western Conference is gonna slaughter itself and the Lakers are just gonna come out on top. Um but I do think I do think um it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. I think it's gonna be fun to watch. Um so don't 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 give up on don't give up on the NBA postseason just yet. I don't know, still don't know how I feel about the play-in, especially because there's more opportunity for your stars to get hurt. Like if my Mavericks get seven seed and they win and they have to play in that play-in game and they win, but Chris Stapp goes down and it's like, man, well, what's the point? We don't have Chris Stapp. So I, I, I really think, I don't think I like the play-in as much but I do think it's a cool idea and that's more basketball, more playoff basketball for us to see. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking, but don't, that, this is my encouragement to you guys fans. Do not, don't, don't skip out on the NBA postseason because you think that it's a foregone conclusion. The Brooklyn Nets are too good. I, I do think the Philadelphia 76ers are going to have something to say about it. And I do think the Jazz and the Denver Nuggets will have something to say about the Lakers. Uh, and and the outside shot, like 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 uh, the the Phoenix Suns. I think the Phoenix Suns are actually really really good. They're just young, which is why nobody's giving them a shot. Like Chris Paul is not young, and Jay Crowder is not young. But do you know Jay Crowder and Chris Paul are the only two people on that team with playoff experience, other than their coach? <laughs> Like that's crazy. None, you know, and that, that makes sense. Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, they're all under 25. Like they're so good. And so if Chris Paul's veteranship uh and Monty Williams coaching can keep them in it, I think the Suns could be a force to be reckoned with. But I think that about everybody in their wits. Like, think about if um if Portland and you know, Dame and CJ and Carmelo and uh uh Nurkic are all healthy balling who who wants to see that team who wants to see that team right like that's crazy and then think about this next year and we said this all last year and then clay got hurt but we're gonna say it again this year you see the west slaughtering itself now wait till the warriors get clay thompson what are they gonna do and 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 wiseman just went out maybe for the rest of the season with a meniscus tear Right, but Wiseman is gonna be really good. What are you, what are you gonna do? The West is crazy, and your favorite team may not win, but it's gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be fun to watch. Fans, what do you think? Do you think if Kawhi Leonard and them don't make it to the Western Conference Finals? Um, I think if they have to make it to the Western Conference Finals and they have to make it to a game seven for Kawhi to stay. I think if Kawhi's gonna stay, I think they have to make it that far. I don't think he's a ditcher, but I also think he, I think, here's what I think, and I'm going to let y'all go after this. I think Kawhi Leonard, I think Kawhi Leonard realizes and knows what he wants, and I think he knows 
what he wants, you know, how he wants to win. And if an organization is not doing what it says it was going to do or is not trying to make the correct moves, or even if they're trying to make the correct moves, they're just hamstrung and he's like, look, it's going to be another five years before we're good. I'm a bounce. You know, that, that's, that's why he has the freedom to do. Sorry, y'all. Um, there's a, uh, there's my, my wife has some friends over um and they're you know doing friend things they laugh and talk and having a good time we we do that um so but you can probably hear them in my microphone right now so fans sorry about that but hey check this out look western's conference finals is going to be a bloodbath in the nba and the eastern's conference finals probably won't be that great until you get to the yeah, well the eastern's conference playoffs uh, probably won't be that great until you get the the Eastern Conference Finals, but but don't but don't cut it off just yet. I really believe the Philadelphia 76ers have a shot, an outside shot, and it is because they have a six ten point guard who could give on the defensive end Kevin Durant the type of trouble. See, the problem is when you the person you put on Kevin Durant is either too short or too slow. Ben Simmons is neither of those things. And he could be potentially defensive player of the year. I'm saying, again, nobody can lock Kevin Durant up. But Ben Simmons is going to be the person that comes the closest to locking Kevin Durant up. And I think it's going to be a beautiful thing to watch. It's going to be a battle, you guys. And I'm telling you, if both of if they can just stay healthy, I really believe the Philadelphia 76ers have a shot and we'll give our picks, you know, when, as, as the time comes, but, oh, Hey, friends, fans, that's all I got today. Again, sorry if you heard this noise in the background. Um, my wife, like I said, has friends over, we, we work with the ministry. And so, um, yeah, they're having ministry time, laughing and talking. We believe love and laughter plow hard hearts. And so, um, yeah, they're just having a good time in there uh, talking about Jesus. Um, and so I think it's awesome. And I'm grateful that y'all can hear a little, some laughter and know that we're real people. So thank y'all for joining us, fans. Um, sorry again that my co-host Cody couldn't be here and, and take me off the cliff and correct some of my craziness. But fans, that's, we also want to hear from you guys. So am I crazy? For one, for thinking that Urban Meyer should trade the number one overall pick, am I crazy for thinking that um that the Eastern Conference playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals are gonna be entertaining and actually go to a game seven, or is it a foregone conclusion that the Brooklyn Mets are gonna sweep everybody? Who actually knows? I don't know, but think about that. Um, let us know on Instagram at calling underscore all underscore fans. Uh, like Cody says, I love y'all. Stay fans. Stay biased. We out. Hey, fans. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Calling All Fans podcast. We love you guys. We're so grateful that you joined us today. Remember, keep being fans, keep being biased, and we'll see you on the next episode.